three parts to Jesus' parable. The ground, the seed, and the sower. As my dad planted cotton in southeastern Oklahoma, his plow pulled by a mule, I'd sometimes walk behind him, dropping a seed into the furrow every two steps. The plow finally replaced by a large rake to cover the seeds, then hope for rain. As Jesus' parable described, farmers in ancient Palestine sowed seeds in a different way, haphazardly, but for a reason. With frost heaves in the spring as the ground thaws, the first harvest every year is a crop of rocks. Better to spread the seed wherever and hope for the best than to spend all your time and energy picking up rocks. Through the metaphor of sowing seeds, Jesus was teaching his disciples to focus on sharing their vision of the kingdom without worrying so much about the results. Sometimes fruitful, often not. A good reminder for us in our immediate results-oriented world. Matthew and the early church, living in a Greco-Roman worldview, tried to explain the parable by allegory the opposite of the open-ended riddle Jesus used for teaching his disciples. The Interpreter's Dictionary of the Bible shows the difference between the attitudes of Jesus and Matthew. Jesus, carry on your work faithfully in spite of mixed results. Matthew, instead of a word of encouragement addressed to the messengers, the parable has become a word of warning addressed to the church. Now, as a parable is supposed to do, it got me thinking. So much preaching and teaching scattered like seeds during 55 years of priesthood. So what? Did they make a difference? Then, out of the blue, will come a letter or email that said a seed planted, long forgotten, had taken root, changed a life. We don't know what the ground is, whether it's prepared, whether the seed and idea will take root, will grow or wither away, be choked by cares of the day and forgotten, possibly to emerge because of an event or maturity. Nor can we worry about the quality of the soil, whether it's rocky or full of thorns or packed down, hardened by day-to-day -day traffic. Our job is to be faithful, making sure the seeds we scatter are good quality, then leave the outcome to God. After all, each kind of seed germinates at its own pace, so one never knows. Dried seeds from ancient Egypt and frozen seeds from the Arctic, thousands of years old, have been found still vital. The question is, are the seeds we sow healthy and life-giving? Are they seeds Jesus would have us plant? To that end, there is a corporate dimension to this parable. What are we Christians sowing? Through the centuries, the church has sown a mixed bag, 
sometimes seeds of justice, acceptance, and compassion, sometimes even accounting for cultural assumptions and beliefs of the day, spreading seeds of prejudice and bigotry, cruelty, and control. From personal experience, here's a sample seed catalog from my own history. I was born near Galveston, Texas, but had never heard of June 10th, Juneteenth, in 1865. I took Oklahoma history in high school, went to college there, never heard of the massacre on Black Wall Street in the Greenwood section of Tulsa, 1921. Christians killing blacks, tossing kerosene bombs from airplanes, burning their homes. I studied English history, but heard nothing about the persecution of Jews in medieval England and 12th century York, where Christians and Jews had lived together for years. Suddenly, Jewish people were told, convert to Christianity or be killed. At Clifford's Tower on March 16, 1190, 150 men, women, and children chose to die at each other's hands rather than renounce their faith. Have you ever heard of it? I hadn't. Of course, you've heard of the Holy Inquisition by Roman Christians to combat religious dissent, i.e. anyone who disagrees. Seeds of destruction sown against innocent lives in the name of Christ. The Holocaust, carried out by German Christians, the abused child of that Nazi horror becoming the abusive adult in Israel, persecuting Palestinian Christians and Muslims. Seeds have a way of sprouting, mutating. What in the name of Christian America have we been planting? The July 4th celebration at Mount Rushmore, still legally belonging to the Lakota Nation, features four white Christian presidents looking southeast toward an impoverished reservation. The only treaties between Native Americans being broken ones by the United States. My Cherokee great-grandmother came to Oklahoma on the Trail of Tears when President Jackson forcefully removed educated middle-class Cherokees from their homes, churches, and schools midwinter so white Christians could grab their fertile bottom lands. On the basis of the Bible, slavery was justified in Christian churches at the center of the Ku Klux Klan, a burning cross. Seeds have a way of sprouting. Our day is not immune. Many Christians and churches in this 21st century form the vanguard versus science. Medicine and inoculations suspect, even birth control for heaven's sake, amidst a continuing disrespect for women. Biblical patriarchy sacrosanct. Too many Christians are silent in the face of ice raids and separating children from their parents at the Mexican border. As of Friday, 10,000 still locked up. Why aren't we rising up in sustained protest? Police killing black Americans, same question. 
persecution by self-righteous Christians continues against the LGBTQ community. Religious freedom perverted into a platform for discrimination and bigotry. I wonder how many of the soldiers were Christians as they tear-gassed legitimate protesters at Lafayette Park. Tough for a soldier to refuse an order on moral grounds, even if it's illegal. Too much of American Christianity has been reduced to religious nationalism, summarized by a giant billboard I saw in Oklahoma City one time. God, guns, guts. On Friday, my son sent me a photograph of people yelling with faces distorted by anger, along with very vulgar gestures with the note, there is no hate like Christian love. What in Jesus' name are we Christians planting? Forget the rocks on the ground. Examine the seeds. They grow, propagate, reach into the future. Listen, Jesus said. A sower went out to sow. Who is that? The sower is not Jesus. The sower is you. Jesus supplies the seeds. Life, all that's going on around you, personal and corporate, provides the soil. In Jesus' spirit, seeds of love can be translated into corporate justice, but that love takes courage, sacrifice, perseverance. Seeds of integrity can be planted by doing what is right with pure, transparent motive, the biblical righteousness. Seeds of hope can plant a vision of wholeness and mutual acceptance. Seeds that can survive the growth of weeds which are sure to come. Then, as always, prayer for the refreshing reign of peace and goodwill, which can help Jesus' seeds to grow, flower, produce fruit. Then, trusting the seeds we have planted, leave the rest to God and history.